Welcome back to High Hope Sports Cast. JJ, how are you doing tonight? What's up, DJ? We're in the <laughs> house on a Thursday night. It's supposed to get real chilly down here, mini. But uh, what's up with you, DJ? Not much. Had to represent the Vikings as it is a big day for us Vikings fans. Uh, and that is uh, where we'll get into the show here. Uh, you know, if, if you follow the, the NFL, and if you're a Vikings fan, you, you already know about this. Um, today, finally official. We knew this day was going to come. Uh, it kind of made us nervous with rumors, but it, it's officially official today. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin O'Connell was officially hired by the Vikings to be the 10th head coach in team history. And he had his press conference uh, a few hours ago. And uh, I, I only got to catch, uh, I don't know, maybe the first five minutes of it. Uh, but I plan to uh, watch the whole thing in, in its entirety. So, um, yeah, Kevin O'Connell, he, you know, he was the offensive coordinator for the, the Rams. They just won the Super Bowl on Sunday. Hasn't even been a week. So he won the Super Bowl. Got to celebrate a couple days. Uh, they they had the parade yesterday. We'll get into that a little bit later here, and I I believe he flew in to Minnesota last night. I saw the video of him getting off the plane, getting uh, greeted by uh, someone from the Viking staff, and it it, it just uh, I know I told JJ a couple weeks ago that. You know, I'm not really excited yet. I got to see the results, but now seeing, you know, just the videos and everything else that it's official that Kevin O'Connell is officially our coach now. And, you know, I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, you know, the end of the season, the regular season here, I was uh, kind of preaching that we need a, a young quarterback or not. Nah, a young head coach and offensive mind, and he's both of these. And who better, like I said before, who better to be the guy than uh, Sean McVay's offensive coordinator? And they he just won a Super Bowl, so uh, I think we're in when we're in good hands here. So we'll we'll see how it how it uh, pans out with Kevin O'Connell. You, you have anything to add there, JJ? Sure, DJ. Uh, I got some stuff pulled up on Pro Football Reference, PFR, and um, he's only 36 years old. And he went to San Diego State as a college quarterback. And he's 6'5", 225. So as you noticed in the press conference today, he's taller than Quasey and the Wilfs are pretty short guys, so it didn't take much. But he was drafted in the third round, 94th overall in the 2008 NFL draft to the New England Patriots. He only got two games of experience, basically two for three passing, 23 yards. And uh, he's been three years as a coach. And he got – I. So let me get this loaded up here when I tell you that he was a coach with the Washington Redskins. And he was a coach, offensive coordinator with the Redskins, and he's been the offensive coordinator 2020 and 2021 with the L.A. Rams. So uh, his statistics offensively are very entertaining to the Minnesota side of things, what, we, what we've been doing. But he kind of, you know, Joe Schmidt on KSTP at the news tonight basically said that to expect more of Rams-like offense coming to Minnesota. But as a fan, I've made up my mind. I don't want to have Kevin O'Connell hitched up to Kirk Cousins. I don't know about you, DJ. I think you're feeling the same way. Yeah, uh, there's 
Uh, there's, there's kind of one quarterback out there that uh, I, I kind of want. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that here uh, in a few minutes here. So, but uh, I just wanted to, to kind of go over um, this thing. JJ just sent me this about, I don't know, an hour ago or so. And uh, it's the current Vikings coaching staff, um, as of now, obviously not every position has been uh, filled, but uh, just kind of a, a a little insight to what Kevin O'Connell's coaching staff uh, is going to look like so far. So uh, Kevin O'Connell, obviously, he's head coach now, and his, his former job was the, the Rams offensive coordinator. Uh, and then we got QB coach. Uh, he brought Chris O'Hara uh, over from the Rams, and he was the Rams' offensive assistant. And then assistant QB coach Jared Johnson, he was uh, with the Colts. And then uh, running back, uh, I think, it, yeah, running back coach Curtis Modkins, he was a uh, running back coach for the Broncos. And it uh, looks like the only guy staying on the uh, coaching staff for the Vikings is uh, Keenan McCardell, and he is the wide receivers coach. And then we go down to tight ends coach uh, Brian Angelico. He was a uh, tight ends coach with the Panthers. So he was over there in the circus with Matt Rule. <laughs> 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 and then the, these... The th- these next three guys uh, were all with the Broncos. Uh, so we got the O-line coach, Chris Cooper, I think his name is, or Cooper or Cooper. Um, he was the Broncos' assistant offensive line coach. Um, assistant offensive line coach for us, uh, Justin uh, Rastity, I think that's how you pronounce it. He was also with the Broncos. And then... Uh, Defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel. He was uh, the defensive coordinator over there in Denver with the Broncos. And then uh, defensive line coach, Chris Rump, or Rumpf, one of those two. (laughs) He was uh, the defensive line coach for the Bears. Um, And then the only other one here is uh, Mike Pettin. Uh, Some of you might uh, remember him from when he was the head coach with uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that's kind of where I know him from the most. Um, he will be Kevin O'Connell's assistant head coach, uh, and his former job was uh, the senior defensive advisor for the Bears. Um, obviously, we haven't uh, gotten a OC lined up. Um, I'm assuming they'll probably hold some more interviews for that position. So it'll be really interesting to see what, who Kevin O'Connell's uh, OC is going to be. Well, the rumors are right now, DJ, is that he's got a, g- a guy named Wes Phillips and another guy with the last name Brown. And Wes Phillips was the tight end coach at L.A., so I don't know if it's coming down to interviews or natural selection or personal choice by Kevin O'Connell, but uh, it's exciting. We're going to have a lot of championship coaches in the room helping. I mean, helping Kevin O'Connell. He did announce today he will be calling the plays. Oh, really? The, yeah. offense, the offensive coordinator isn't going to be calling them. He, O'Connell will be. He's going to be a total coach, but his main focus will be the offense. Oh. But that excites me, actually, because he, he called plays a little bit in Washington, but you know Sean McVay was calling the plays in L.A. He was just – uh, yeah. O'Connell was I, the offensive coordinator of title, but he was the pass game coordinator. So everything Cup and Woods and OBJ and – and Blanton and all the running backs in the house. And, I mean, he's utilizing everybody in their offense. But don't you think it's kind of strange that he's really put a focus on hiring the tight ends position coaching? Yeah, I mean, they did utilize, um, you know, Tyler Higby. He, he was 
uh, pretty good Rams tight end. So I don't know. Maybe he's going to focus on the tight ends. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he sees something with Irv Smith Jr. and Tyler Conklin. I, I don't know. Maybe he's going to put some extra focus in that. Yeah, I guess it's just that's the exciting point we're at. It's like it's just all fresh and new. We don't know what to expect. We're, we're we. When you went back with Zimmer eight years, by the sixth year, you knew exactly what was going to happen, pretty much. There wasn't much changes. No. And all the defensive guys he had, DJ, just to finish my thought, they're all three down linemen, four linebacker. So there's going to be five people on the defensive line. Two will be standing up, and three will be in a three-point stance. It's called a 34. So all the defensive guys he's got in the house are all 34 masters. So it sounds like we're transitioning to a base 3-4 defense with a nickel, which would be 4-2-4 uh, four, four, or 4-2-5. It would be five secondary, two up linebackers, and four guys on the line. But we don't know if they'll be standing or three-point or a four-point stance. But it'll be interesting. I, I mean, that's kind of the things I follow a lot as a defense, so – to stay up on top of that, right? What's your thoughts, DJ? Um, I don't. It, it, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be nice for you know to get a change in the ability for once. Like like you said with Zimmer, we knew that you know year to year it, there wasn't gonna be much of you know changes. So I'm I'm excited to kind of get a whole new, a whole fresh coaching staff and just try and mesh it together and see, you know, see what kind of coaching staff, uh, you know, what, what they can do with this team and hopefully get to where Kevin O'Connell just was last Sunday. And that that's hoisting the Lombardi trophy in February. So, um, and going back to when you said that, uh, O'Connell wasn't made, uh, calling the plays in LA. Um, no, yeah, that, that is true. Uh, I did see a, a, a video clip. I don't know. It was, if it was before the suit, I want to say it was a couple days before the super bowl and it, it must've been a touchdown, uh, play. And you could see it on the sidelines. McVay is just, obviously he's, he's a hyped up guy. He, he always yeah. is. But he he's just all hyped up, excited, and he, he looks at Kevin and he says, great call, great call, Kevin. So there must have been certain times where Kevin O'Connell actually did call plays. I don't, th- I don't think that it was 100% McVeigh calling the plays because of, you know, because of that. He, he basically said that Kevin O'Connell made that call. So maybe there were certain times or – Maybe there were certain times where McVeigh's like went on the headset, like, "Hey, Kevin, wh- wh- what do you think we should do here?" And then he he's like, "Oh, let's do this." So then McVeigh takes that and sends it into the headset and to, into Stafford. So I don't know. Maybe that that's how it played out. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, totally. I, I think coaches that have excellent uh, assistants and OCs and and of course position coaches they all play a part in the overall offensive game plan. And when you get the title offensive coordinator, like Kevin O'Connell had, uh, like you just reiterated and what you just explained, DJ is a perfect example of, of how, as how it works when the offensive coordinator doesn't necessarily call the plays same thing's happening with Andy Reid and, and the enemy in Kansas City for another example. You know, if McVeigh or Reid go to their offense coordinators, ask them what they would like to do over the headset, I'm sure they're always snap ready with some type of scenarios. So it just helps the head coach if that's going to be our guy, Kevin O'Connell. Hopefully we get the right cohesiveness between the offensive coordinator as well. Yeah, 
So it, it, it's definitely going to be going to be interesting, and uh, I I'm actually you know I, I said before I wasn't excited, but I'm I'm getting excited now, JJ. <laughs> um, it, yes, it, it it's a young coach, and you know it, it it's it's our hometown team. It, it's the Vikings. Yeah, we've had you know we don't have very good luck. We us as fans, we we know what letdown is way too much, and it it's just it, you just kind of have to support your home hometown team, and um, I just think that this is a, a fresh start for us, and we uh, I hope that we can make the most out of it, and I hope this uh, coaching hire with Kevin O'Connell and uh, the whole coaching staff, uh, to be honest, for that matter. I, I just hope that it it's the right fit and we can get the chemistry with the coaching staff and uh, all the players and, uh, you know, just get everyone on the same page uh, as quick as possible and uh, go get that Lombardi. So uh, that's the ultimate goal. So uh, let's – Let's hope for the best. <laughs> I mean, did you – I don't know how much you listen, DJ, but he really put an emphasis on the culture similar to what P.J. Fleck, the golfer coach, has tried to change and has been on the whole time. So he kind of gave examples where the Vikings were not doing well or not having a success, and he's really going to be focusing as being a coach for the change in culture that's needed to take us to the big ship championship game. So that kind of got me excited. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to change the Zimmer effect to this new breed, new breed of offense with Kevin O'Connell and a young guy. He's only 36. So. Right. And he, he did a, potentially be our head coach for many, many years. He could be like, um, I'm Mike Tomlin, where he's just been there for years and years and years, you know. Totally. And I, I'm excited. I, I definitely uh, can see our offense just being so explosive and so more, so much more exciting than it has been with with Zimmer. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited as all heck, and I just. <laughs> Think that um, if the if the Broncos are the excuse me, if the Bengals can do it with Joe Burrow in year two, I think we could do it within three years or less with the roster we got right now, with the young guys we got right now, the core guys. So I yeah. mean, it just gets you excited, I guess. Yeah. Um. And then kind of the, this next thing is it's kind of uh, Vikings related. Well, it is. Um, uh, there's been some QB rumors uh, about the Vikings. Um, the first one is um, I don't I don't really know which one to to start with here. So um, Deshaun Watson, we all know he's got legal allegations going, and we don't know what's gonna transpire with that and everything but apparently reportedly his wish list he's got two teams that he wants to be traded to as of right now i feel like that list has changed since you know all of his legal actions and stuff like that has started but apparently there's two teams and it's the bucks and the Vikings. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, I don't know if I'll get any backlash on this, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a gut feeling we, we'll, we'll have Kirk this year. That's just my gut feeling. I, I don't think Kirk is going anywhere this year. But if I had it my way, in a perfect world, I guess, if you want to say that. I, I really want Deshaun Watson. He is a star player. He's a mobile quarterback. He he might not be 
as an accurate passer as Kirk. Kirk does have the accuracy stats, but I I don't know. You you put Deshaun Watson and you give him Thielen and Jefferson and Osborne and then Irv Smith Jr. and then Delvin Cook behind him. Man, I I was sounds pretty fun to me, DJ. (laughs) Yeah. And and then Deshaun Watson's legs on top of that, man. He's an exciting quarterback. Uh, He's a pro bowler. He's only 26 years old, I believe, or 25. If we could swing a trade, I just – I'm not against the trade at all. I just don't want to see the Vikings give up too much. Right. But, that that that's that's kind of the second thing, you know. The first thing is, you don't know what's gonna go on with his legal stuff. You you don't know if he's gonna end up having to serve jail time, or you know, he he could, you know, he could play for us for a while, and then all of a sudden, boom, it, it something comes up, and he's in jail for how many ever years? Then we're screwed. So, I kind of. If this happens, the only way that this happens is if his legal stuff gets all figured out in the next, I don't know, maybe two months. It might be less than that, but I'll, I'll say at the most two in the next two months. Well, free agency is coming fast and furious, DJ. I'd like I'd like to think the, the ownership and uh... – Quasi would come up with a plan quarterback moving forward, but I mean O'Connell's in a rough position, Kevin O'Connell, because he had the experience with Kirk in Washington when he was the offensive coordinator out there. So honestly, DJ, I just really think that uh, it's time for a quarterback change. Four years of Kirk was one playoff win. No division wins. Kirk was not the missing piece. Everybody thought that Kirk was the missing piece to put us over the hump to win a Super Bowl, and it just it didn't work out. So now we got rid of the guy that hired Kirk, and we got rid of the coach at Coach Kirk, barely, according to what we hear in the rumors. Right. But, you know, it's just maybe it's time to – trade Kirk and get a, a, a stopgap quarterback. And unfortunately, DJ, to get a top 10 pick, you got to be a crappy team. So that's the Russian roulette you face every offseason is which, which direction are we going to take the franchise? And a lot of people always say, let's run it back. Let's run it back. Well, we can't keep running it back. And besides our superstar talent is in their 30s now, including Adam Thielen and Harrison Smith. So the time to strike is to build around. That core move would set our franchise with a new coach and a GM for five to ten seasons. It just makes a lot of sense. I don't know if you've seen this, DJ, but I'm going to throw it out there. Kyler Murray has scrubbed his social media of all Arizona Cardinal mentionings. Did yeah, you see that? I, yeah, that, I was going to mention that, uh, I think, the last episode, but I didn't get to it. And apparently he's asking for like a, a lot more money. I don't know if that's true or not. It's just something I heard. But it, that would be nice to get Tyler, too. But I, I just think that that one... Um, I don't think we should afford that one. I I don't know, but um, the I mean that that'd be my two picks if it were possible to get. Um, I I would kind of lean more towards Tyler just because he doesn't have all these legal stuff, yeah. and you know, so if we get Tyler, we, we we wouldn't have to worry about that. So. But I think Deshaun Watson would be an awesome uh, addition to this team. Um, and then another one I 
I don't know. I, I saw something posted uh, from somewhere that the Vikings were eyeing Carson Wentz. I don't know. Like it, like I said, it's a rumor, so I don't know how much truth there is to that. And apparently, you know, O'Connell is kind of talking about building around Kirk's strength. So this whole QB thing in Minnesota is kind of up in the air. I I don't know how how I would feel about Carson Wentz coming here. Uh, he is a good quarterback when he's healthy. But I think I texted JJ this last night. He he's made of glass. He's he's a glass man. He's so injury prone. And I don't know. I I think he finally got a whole season under his belt this season. This last season, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did have COVID, though. Oh, yeah. But um, You got that from a reputable, reputable source, DJ. I just pulled it up. It's CBSSports.com, Minnesota Vikings emphasis. And they are basically saying in the uh, – Vikings named among top potential landing spots for Carson Wentz. So, you know, the media is saying that, DJ, tells me one thing is – Kirk's probably not going to be with us next year. And that gets me even more excited. Because we <laughs> could land, but, you know, if we if we move Kirk, it has to be somebody better, right? Or is it somebody worse to suck for one or two years to get that better draft pick? I don't know what to do or what to think. I don't, to be honest, I don't, well, I don't know. I was going to say, Especially in Quasi's first year, I don't see him doing that. That 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 wouldn't look that wouldn't look good on his part. You know, he, he you come in and then you get rid of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, okay, that that's good. You freed up the cap a little bit, and then you bring in a quarterback that absolutely sucks, and <laughs> we go we're in the bottom feeders of the league. I mean that that doesn't look good on your first year as a, a GM. And it just kind of would make us think like, okay, did we really hire the right guy for this job? I, I think Quasi's smarter than that. I don't think he, he would go for that. So if, if Kirk does leave, I think that it definitely would be um, an upgrade. A better, a better quarterback. Yeah. I, I just think that that, Quasi's a smarter guy than that. There's, he he's an analytic guy, so he. I don't know. He he would have to. He I'm sure he'd figure something out. So, well, I'm sure the analytics DJ are telling him to keep Kirk Cousins based off of his stats, but his stats are so misleading because some of the times he's making big plays that they're meaningless plays. If you know what I mean for for yeah. Kirk Cousins, but that's always been a strike on him. Another thing is he his overall record in the NFL is, but it, I don't know. He's fifty nine and fifty nine and two, and Matt Stafford has a worse record than Kirk as a starter, but now as a Super Bowl quarterback. So does that give Kirk? Does that give him potential? To be that guy, to be the guy, or can he not be the guy? I don't know the answer. I'm just going to ask you that, DJ. Um, I was going to say, um, you, you, you got to look at it from uh, this point of view. Is Kirk, you know, is Kirk your answer to this quarterback position? Is it? Is he the guy long term? Like, if I were Quasi, I'd be thinking about that too. Like, okay, if we know that this guy isn't our our long term quarterback, and there's a chance to just trade him now, why not do it sooner than later? Get it over with. Yep. I why, agree why, totally. You know, if if you know that he's not going to be here, if he's not in your plans long time or long term. Why? Why just keep him around for a year and 
just play him. Like, why not get in, get another guy in here and work on building the future sooner than just waiting around, basically? Now, if we did get Kyler Murray, how exci- what excitement level does that bring you to, DJ? Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. I, it, to see Kyler Murray throw to Jefferson and Thielen, oh man, that would I mean, be he, exciting. He, yeah, he. I mean, Kyler has uh, weapons. I mean, he's got D Hop, one of the best wide receivers in the league, but. The Jet is uh, up and coming, uh, one of the best receivers as well. So uh, I, I would be pretty dang excited. I, I would say uh, probably at least an eight out of ten excitement level if Tyler comes here. <laughs> wow, the truth comes out. DJ's excited for once. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, we we don't know if that's going to happen or not. I, I think that's no. kind of that that's. Getting our hopes way too high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. There's no no magical wand that you can wave to get the correct answer. You got to do trial and error and anal- analytical analysis. And like you said, DJ, I'm pretty pretty impressed with Quasi and Kevin O'Connell, and I think. Uh, Quasi Kevin combination could be there for a long, long time. Yeah, let, let's hope so. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, the The next thing we're going to talk about is the the L.A. Rams uh, Super Bowl parade. Uh, the champions. Uh, so I got uh, I put put together a little uh, kind of collage thing here. Um, so. The first thing is uh, so some of the players uh, were wearing shirts with a picture of a shirtless Cooper Cup from high school, and it said Super Bowl uh, MVP on it. You can see it in the top right there. Matthew Stafford is wearing it. Um, I don't know if it started with Andrew Whitworth, um, but apparently someone thought that Andrew Whitworth went out of his way and went to a custom press to have this shirt made. And no, he, he, he spoke up and told someone that a fan threw it to him. So he just put it on. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's a kind of cool picture. You guys can barely see it right upper corner. That's Matt Stafford with a young boy. Cooper Cup on his T-shirt that he got yep. from a fan. Oh man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, Big Wits got one on too. <laughs> oh, does? Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, and then uh, I didn't. Ha- I didn't get a picture of it on here, but um, Matt Stafford was—he's uh, going a little crazy. He was uh, ch- judging a huge. Uh, long, tall bottle of tequila. You just chugging it, and you can see the the tweet up in the top left uh, from tw- from Tom Brady, and Tom Brady says, "Mix in a water, Matt. Trust me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all know uh, how Tom Brady's. Uh, was it Disneyland last year, or, or was it the parade where he was just drunk and he had they someone were- help him walk and. They were on the boats and they were throwing the trophy back and forth from him yep, to Gronk's boat. Yeah, they were uh, they were on land though. When uh, Tom Brady, he couldn't even walk. He had to have someone help him walk. He was so drunk. <laughs> oh God! I bet those guys don't drink all that much. Probably not. Considering what I mean, maybe a, one or two a week, but not nothing like a. Not let nothing like Matt Stafford looked like he was putting things putting them down, right? Um, and then another little thing about Matthew Stafford. Um, 
kind of a, a sad deal uh, at the parade was um, they were on stage. Matt and Ch- Matt and his wife were on stage, and um, a photographer um, was ne- kind of kneeling down trying to get a picture of them, and uh, she fell off the stage and she actually fractured her spine. Oh no! And um, what was her name? It was Kimberly Smiley. You said JJ. Kelly Smiley, yeah. Yeah, Kelly Smiley. Okay, yeah. Um, and I, I didn't know this until JJ just told me before we started that. Um, did you say Stafford and and the Rams both are going to pay for her hospital bill? And yeah, DJ, they they've agreed because they were. I think what the thing of the the origination of the picture was supposed to be him and his wife on stage and she was kneeling down backing up and she fell backwards oh. and then Stafford turned around and walked away and they got that on film and yeah then, isn't Stafford's wife named Kelly too I think so yep yeah and she got she bent down and was screaming or something and then that was released on social media and nfl.com that stafford and the rams are going to pay for everything so that was nice sad story i feel bad for kelly yeah kelly smiley it's too bad yeah hopefully she can recover and uh you know get back to what she is doing um and just you know hope for a, a speedy recovery and um uh, kind of good job on uh, Stafford and the Rams for stepping up and, you know, uh, paying for that. So <clears throat> uh, the next thing is you can see it in the, the bottom right corner. Um, that's Cooper Cup there in uh, Kobe jersey, uh, number eight on the front and uh, 24 in the back. And he, he wore this jersey uh, and he said, uh, Kobe is a part of this, and he, he belongs here. He set the standard here for the uh, championship. Uh, it's only right that Kobe is a part of a championship. I that that's just completely amazing. Uh, an MVP to an MVP. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup is Super Bowl MVP, but he. I thought about this earlier. I'm gonna say this. Cooper Cup is my. NFL MVP. I don't care. I don't care about Rodgers. In my eyes, he's my MVP. <laughs> but I, that, that's just kind of cool, a, a cool tribute to Kobe that Trooper Cup did. And, you know, obviously um, it's it's LA. So we all know Kobe p- played his whole, whole career with the LA Lakers. And it, it's just a really cool tribute to him. Uh, you know, uh, he passed away two years ago in the helicopter crash. So uh, I thought that was just really cool. I had to put that in there. So, And Cooper Cup won you a fantasy football championship pretty much single-handedly. Yeah, he's, so he's my fantasy MVP as well. He's just MVP. Oh, there you go. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and just one quick other thing about uh, another Rams player's um, – I heard a, a podcast today, and they had Eric Weddle on there. Uh, so Eric Weddle, he retired for a couple of years, and he came back uh, for the postseason here. And um, Eric Weddle is also known as the Beard. Uh, <laughs> he the played beard. for uh, he played for I think the Ravens and uh, the the Rams, and then he came back to the Rams. Um, he tore his peck in the Super Bowl, and he played through it. No way. Yeah, he tore his peck, and he he said on the podcast that he uh, just had to, to, to play through it. He said, I, I there is no tomorrow for me. There's no next season. To see. He's done now. He's done he's a Super Bowl. He's going to stay retired now. He's already said that. So he said that you know there's no tomorrow there's no next season for me so i I have a job to do and i'm gonna finish it and he and he he had the green dot too in the super bowl so 
McVeigh gave him, you know, the headset with the um, earpiece in it where he can, the, the defensive coordinator calls the plays into him and then he tells the, the rest of the defense out there what they're running. So he kind of had a responsibility to do that as well. And he said that um, after he initially uh, got injured, I think it was the next play he got kneeled on. And he said that that pain was a pain that he had never experienced in his life. But he kept going until the end. (laughs) That's unbelievable. So that that's that that just goes to show you how tough that guy is, and Eric Eric Weddle, just eh, tough guy, and uh, glad to see him get a ring as well too. So, <clears throat> and then uh, in other news, um, the other side of the Super Bowl, the Bengals, uh, they signed head coach Zach Taylor to an extension uh, through the twenty twenty six season. Now, he was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was on the hot seat after last season because I'm pretty sure the Bengals only had like four wins in that season. Yep. And then he turns it completely around and brings the Bengals to the Super Bowl and then gets an extension for another four years. You go from the hot seat to an extension in one year. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's kind of what happened to the Vikings and Zimmer and Cousins, too. They got that playoff win against the Saints, and they give them extensions after, what, one year of Kirk? Yeah. So it can always backfire, too. You just uh, Speaking of Kirk real quick, there's a breaking article from Courtney Cronin and ESPN. Uh, on the Vikings, that they are going to build the offense around Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think I've seen something like that too. That that I mentioned that a little earlier too, but yeah, it just came out at eight thirty. So uh, you guys might want to head over to ESPN and read up on that. Uh, doesn't sound real positive if you're a fan that wants change at the quarterback position, but interesting. Yeah, I guess we. We'll only know the truth once, you know, once it comes from Quasi or uh, Kevin. So, <clears throat> um, this next thing, uh, another Rams player, um, OBJ, uh, he's set to have surgery on his torn ACL, which he tore that in the Super Bowl. And we talked about that in the last episode on how big of an impact he had in the Super Bowl. And, um, how they struggled after he was out of the game. So he OBJ is a free agent uh, going into free agency here, but he, he did say that he does want to stay in LA with the Rams and he will take a, a discounted contract. So I definitely see OBJ staying with, with the Rams and I, I think it's a good fit for him. You know, like I've said numerous times that, He's staying out of trouble, and he's not really in the news with drama and everything like that. Like he has in the past with when he was with the Browns and kind of the end there with the Giants. Um, so he, he's kind of keeping his head clean with the with the Rams. So I, I think it's a good fit. I think he it's a good idea to, for him to stay there with the Rams, and hopefully he can uh, recover from this ACL uh, speedily and uh, get back out there on the field next season for the Rams. Well, I don't think NFL fans realize how stacked the Rams can possibly be if they get Robert Woods, Odell Beckham Jr., and MVP Cooper Cup all on the same field at the same time. I mean, we're talking dangerous. That's a triple threat. That's what the Vikings had with Chris Carter, Reed, Jake Reed, and Andy Moss. A legit yep. threesome. And I think the Vikings are, have that going for them too. But back to the OBJ, it's just like, this guy's wised up. He realized that uh, you don't get that many opportunities in the league. 
Right. And he really he really showed out and balled out at the Super Bowl. I just really wish he went to Torres ACL. God, yeah. what a bummer, dude. <clears throat> All right. Uh and another thing with the Rams, um, I did hear um it's I, I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's a for sure thing, but I did hear that McVay is coming back next year. Um I just don't think that McVeigh is going to leave Matthew Stafford high and dry like that. You just bring him here for one year, win a Super Bowl, and hey, by the way, I'm leaving. See ya. But I don't, I don't think that's how uh, McVeigh is. Uh, and I did hear there was something on Instagram uh, where his fiance posted a picture and it said, "By the way, he's not retiring." And it was a picture of Sean McVeigh drinking wine on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So, uh, it, it sounds like Sean McVay will be back. Um, it kind of sounded like uh, Aaron Donald will be back next year. Um, he did say, he did talk about uh, running it back at the parade yesterday. So, that kind of leans towards him coming back. Um, Jeez, uh, like I don't I said, see why he won't. Right, I, I, I honestly think he he'll be back. He he's not gonna retire, but uh, Andrew Whitworth, on the other hand, I don't, I don't know. He he's old. He's older. He's forty. I think he's forty years old, and I think he he's really gonna take the the off season to to take some time to think about it. So we'll see what Big Wit does. Um. So I just had to throw that out there. That it sounds like Midvay will be back. <clears throat> and then this last thing before we wrap up here, I know it's very, very early. We we're not even a, a week off of the Super Bowl Fifty Six, but I gotta ask, what's your very early prediction for Super Bowl Fifty Seven winner in Arizona next year, JJ? Well, I'm gonna give you. Uh the top two teams or one team in each conference conference. And uh, my first inkling is going to be the Kansas city chiefs. I know you might like that, but that team is built right now with their quarterback, their offensive line and their plug and play running backs to pretty much they're, they're, they're locked in. And then on the NFC side, uh, t- Tampa Bay has a really good roster. It all depends on where the quarterbacks decide to land this year. Um, but besides Tampa, I'd, I'd have to put it on. I Like they said early, Rams, Vikings are 40 to 1 right now. So that, that doesn't mean much. But the Rams are like. 10 to 1. So I'd probably put my money behind the Rams right now. The Rams and and the Chiefs would be my two selections. <laughs> um you know, I, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. No way, um, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> um let, let uh so that were not the same. I mean, those are my would be my first two picks at each conference. Um, so if I had to go down the list uh, to the second spots uh, for that for predictions, I'd have to go uh, AFC. Let's see. I, I I don't really like this pick, but um, I'm gonna say uh, Buffalo Bills. Ooh, I like it. And then uh, for the NFC, the, the NFC is hard just because we don't know what's going to go on with Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going to go on with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray. Know, yeah, Tyler Murray. We don't know who's going to be the quarterback of the Saints. We don't know who's going to be the quarterback of the Bucks. Uh, so the NFC is really hard to predict, but um, – If I had to put uh, my finger on someone, um, man, I don't even know. Um, 
Well, I guess I'll say this. If Rodgers stays in Dream Bay, I'll say Dream Bay. Safe uh, pick. <laughs> I don't I don't like either of those picks, to be honest. I don't like Buffalo. I don't like Dream Bay. But I here I am picking them as my second predictions uh, behind the Chiefs and the Rams to win next year's Super Bowl. Man, you, you know, know what, DJ? If I would have went – if you would have went first, you would have said Kansas City, L.A., and then I would have said Buffalo and Green Bay. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, dude. Oh, right? man. We do that a lot, on the, especially yeah. the award show. How many did we have right and have the same? I, I think, think it was all at least like, four or five. Yeah, I think all of them except for like three of them we were off. Yeah. Jeez. Man, that that that's just crazy right there. That that's I don't know. Good football minds, I guess, uh, thinking alike there. Even though they were picks I didn't like, but I just thought they were uh, good good uh, good picks to have a prediction for. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, um. I guess that's where we'll wrap up there. That's the last thing we had for the show. So um, our next episode will be next week. Uh, We might be moving to uh, one day a week here. Uh, I'm not quite sure. So um, our next episode will either be uh, next Tuesday or Wednesday, one of the two. Um, We'll probably be posting uh, an update on that to tell you what day it is. Um, so in the meantime, uh, go make sure to like, follow and subscribe to our social media pages, uh, and our YouTube channel. I think people are forgetting about our YouTube channel. Go check us out there. Subscribe to that. Um, and our link is in our description. Uh, so go click on the link. All of our links are on there. Um, we're on TikTok. We're on, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all of our podcast uh, platforms are on there as well. And, uh, yeah, just one click and it'll bring you right to e- uh, each platform, each, each social media page. So uh, just check it out, uh, follow us, and subscribe. So uh, I guess that's it. Uh, this is DJ and JJ from High Hope Sportscast, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.